0: Hi, and welcome to our latest One Church podcast. Our vision is to encourage, equip, and empower you to discover a life changing relationship with God. We hope this message will inspire you to discover your full potential. Thanks for listening.
1: It's lovely to see a full house this morning, (laughs) isn't it, Cheryl? Two words, squeaky bum. (laughs) (laughs) So um, as we spent um, some time in worship there, it was just so powerful um, just to feel the Holy Spirit moving in the room. And I was so um, touched personally by that I speak Jesus song, just speaking the name of Jesus over every situation in your life and how powerful and impactful that can be. So it's my absolute privilege this morning to be um, interviewing this beautiful woman who has um, a story to tell, and we know about the power of testimony and about the power of sharing the work that God does in our lives, and we just really pray this morning that there's open hearts and expectant minds and that people take something from Cheryl's story this morning, um, because she's got a powerful one to tell, and I'm excited, so we just get started, Cheryl. (laughs) So, first of all, Cheryl, I think it's important, um, just to, if you give us a wee insight into who
0: you are Mm -hmm. and a wee bit about your background. Absolutely, so I suppose for those who don't know me, um, my name's Cheryl, um, and I've been coming to one church for the last four years, Um, it was about the beginning of 2018, um, and me and my husband, Richard, who was brought up in church, um, started coming along with our daughter, Gracie, Previous to that I was raised Catholic um, and then from about the age of 12 started studying with um, Jehovah Witnesses. So did that from about the age of 12 till I was 16 and got to the typical teenage years and decided, no, this isn't for me. I want to do my own thing. Um, And then, yeah, sort of fell away, I suppose. Um, And then from that age didn't really go to church, didn't have any sort of faith. Um, And as I said, it wasn't until Faye um, and Malky offered to continually take Grace to Sunday school and invite us along to church that unbeknownst to me and Richard there was a lot of prayers um, being asked to get us to that place and, and we did
1: Amazing, isn't it amazing though that, you, that you've got constantly get people standing in the gap for you and praying you in whether you want to be there or not <laughs> <laughs> I love that, well done Faye and Malky and the rest of the, the, rest of the family Um, So it's quite clear to hear then, Cheryl, that throughout your life, you have always had elements Mm -hmm. of faith, if you like, and Cheryl and I had a chat during the week when we were preparing for this, and we were just talking through the fact that, you know, growing up, a lot of the time, you know, it's what your family do and so you just get involved through what your family are are getting involved in so you obviously spoke about you know being brought up catholic and then moving in to jehovah's witness yeah what made you decide to come to church and experience a relationship with god for yourself and what impact do you feel that's had over the last four years
0: as i say i think it was a sort of gradual experience i think from the periods of time just coming on the odd occasion. To begin with, and I've probably shared this before, but when I first came to church with Richard, that was, he didn't know any better, but to see kind of people worshiping, and I suppose the Holy Spirit, I was a wee bit um, like, jings. what was going on in here? These people are are nuts. When there was kind of people declaring out God's name and hands up and stuff, I had never experienced that before. So that was all very new to me. but to Richard T was just like, oh, this is just church. This is just what what happens here. Um, so yeah, it was a gradual thing. Um, I think it was when we had Gracie, and I don't know if something <clears throat> ignites in you, but there's a, a feeling of I really want to have a faith for my kids, and I, I just want to do well by them. And that's what where I think it was a kind of a yearning of what does that look like? Um, and I suppose by the time that Gracie was age two or three, she was probably coming to church a, a lot more than, than what we were. Um, and it was just through that encouragement that we came in. Um, and I think what f- it was just the feeling of, I can only describe it of feeling like you belong. Now it's very hard to have that sense in feeling belong, and feeling of belonging. It's something that doesn't always, it's not always struck up in you, but the feeling of that warmth and people just wanting nice things for you or always encouraging you um, is what I found when I came to church and I think the, the sort of the pinnacle of that was um, May 2018 when I was invited to go to Cherish um, and if you haven't been to Cherish it's a wonderful experience um, so went down there with a, an amazing group of ladies um, and it was just a, a shift I can, what I can only say that weekend was just amazing that you know it isn't we are part of something so much bigger. Sometimes we look at church and go, there's just us. But it was it was amazing. And I think that was what really kind of came back and wanted that hunger, really wanted to get to know more about God and, and what he can do in my life as well.
1: Amazing. And isn't it amazing that God takes you exactly where he needs you as well. And you spoke about that feeling of that belonging Mm -hmm. and that isn't something that often comes easy for people but it's amazing that from the minute you walk in you're exactly where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that God starts that work in you and that transformation and that refinement, Um, that's so powerful, thanks for sharing that Cheryl so I know we speak quite often, we had a good chat didn't we on Thursday night and uh, we speak quite often about you know when life's going great it's brilliant isn't it you know and and it's very easy to give God all the thanks and all the glory. And, mm. and sometimes we have major events that happen in our life that can be real traumatic.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think this happened for you when you were the age of 12, Cheryl, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. You experienced some major trauma in your life. Yeah. Would you mind sharing a wee bit about that and, and how, what impact it had? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's not something that comes easy to speak about. But yeah. Sorry. So in 1999, unfortunately I lost my father and my sister, both through addiction. Well, not both through addiction. Well, yeah. My dad was an alcoholic, Um, albeit my mum and dad had split up. Um, But it was still very active in our lives and stuff, but there was a a deterioration that you could see over the years. Now, looking back, I was quite young, didn't really understand what was going on. but there was a gradual. I suppose you could see over a period of time that my dad, at the age of 40, probably looked about 80. But it was just the impact of kind of the the lifestyle that he'd led and, and through addiction to alcohol. Um, and so yeah, he died in March 1999. Um, and then, unfortunately, on at Christmas, so my sister had went to a house party. Um, and i suppose we'll never know the extent to kind of what happened but she was given methadone at 15 years of age um, and unfortunately um, it killed her so yes she was found um, in the early hours in the morning on boxing day um, which i suppose was at the time it it was devastating like my world fell apart just because we were so close there was only two years between us um, But yeah, so that was really tough, a really tough period of time. Um, And it's not, I don't think, until you get older that you truly realise the impact that that has on your life. Um, And it becomes easier to talk about over time because we're we're 20 20 odd years on. But there's still a place in my heart that nobody will ever, that will never be filled. And there is a big gap that I truly do miss them. But I could see, looking back, how my the way I did, things changed. I became very obsessive. My, um, my mum had I had a little brother and a little sister, so my little brother was um, three at the time when Kiryanne passed away. Um, and my sister was only three months old. So my mum calls that her saving grace, I think, because if there wasn't those kind of young people and a bit of a distraction to, to go through at the time, she, she said to me, she says, I would probably have turned to something else. Um, but yeah, that sort of spurred her on to, which led us into how we started studying with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and it was just, I suppose, my mum grew up in that faith. Um, and it, and the, that was the first thing she asked to see, if, if she could have one of the elders come down to see. And I think she, it was the clinging on to a promise of resurrection um, and clinging on to that, one day you will see those who, who have gone and, and passed on on Earth's side, I suppose. Um, and so that's what got us into into that in that instance but with my younger brother and sister I, I became very obsessive um, to the point I was pretending as if I was the mother figure. I, um, I was always kind of asking where are you going, what are you doing and, and that kind of got worse as, thing, as, as time went on um, and I suppose started to develop just a bit of a controlling nature where I needed to know where they were all the time or what they were doing to the point that they didn't see they just sent me as an inconvenience that I'm that, <laughs> you're not my mum, that used to be always the response, but that was just how I was and it was difficult to change that. And that's got easier over time as I've moved out and stuff like that. But yeah, that it sort of had that impact that I didn't quite realise at the time. Um, and it was always this, because of the circumstances in which my sister had passed away, um, You might be familiar because it was all over the Scottish news it was in newspapers not only because of the timing of the death but she was the youngest victim to die of drugs um, in in that year unfortunately Um, so yeah that was the sort of that was the trauma that I dealt with and the sort of lasting impact that it's it's had um, on my life and I do think that things do get easier time time does heal and, and make a difference in your life but it won't there's, there is always a yearning to see those loved ones again, and I think that's the promise in which we stand on when we come to church, that, Do you know, I'm going to see my sister and my dad again, and I, and I need to believe that. I mean, that's what it's that faith that I have that, that, that makes me stronger as well.
1: Amazing. Thanks for sharing that. I know that would have been really difficult to, to talk about, Cheryl. I know from speaking to you during the week, there was... Um, some key scriptures that you had really been kind of meditating over in in Mm -hmm. preparation for today and I just wondered if in in terms of an encouragement for yourself but also for other people if you would mind sharing those scriptures with us and and telling us you know their importance to you and and how Mm -hmm. you feel they're impacting in your Christian journey
0: yeah absolutely so I suppose over the last four years I could only quite describe it as a bit of a a whirlwind Um, I went all in <laughs> it was not like I'm just kind of oh, just pulling along it was very much I want to know more w- w- what's involved here and um, very very much struck up a great relationship in the church with everybody and wanted to get involved in worship and um, kids church and uh, then youth and all these types I wanted to help as and where I could um, and so I was very eager and very much wanted to to be involved and I suppose over that time I started to kind of re- um look at myself and go am i I a christian am i am i proactively doing what i need to be doing every day and i sort of think there's a perception that there's a a mold that you have to fit into as a christian that we're all perfect and that that we do things or don't do things that that aren't wrong necessarily and that you come to church and yeah you try and do the best that you can do and 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 leave and try and lead a, a really godly life every day but realizing that actually you're not perfect, and that was a real struggle for me over the last few years coming in, is you don't fit into a mold, you are who you are and God meets you where you are. And that's what I take great comfort in um, every single day. Is, uh, through our conversations, it was, I wake up and I pray for wisdom and guidance and God's grace and God's forgiveness, because there might have been things that I've done that that I'm I'm not happy about and that I do want to change and I try a wee bit harder every day. Um, so yeah there is a few scriptures that i suppose have resonated with me in that time and one of them is um romans three twenty three. 23 you might be familiar with this um where he talks about um for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and and it's it's thinking that you know we are all in this together but when there's when there's multitudes of you it helps to make a difference because we're here to help build one another up and, and that's truly what we're here to do and so if any bit of encouragement I can give is speak to the people that don't think that oh they're perfect and they don't fall short it's like speak to each other encourage one another because we need it absolutely every single day um, <laughs> and so that that was the biggest thing for me and, and similar to that um, the scripture and um, lamentations which I thought was that I read all the time and it says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. And that is for me, is like, do you know, there is a renewing every single day that God's there when you go to sleep at night, but God's also there first thing in the morning. And in that praying that over your life every single day, I think, is what has helped me on my journey in Christian. To be a Christian, um, and that it's not easy, but to not give yourself a hard time because you might feel like that, but definitely speak to somebody, ask for prayer, um, because that's what we're all here to help build one another up.
1: Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. And <clears throat> those scriptures are so encouraging, and I know we had spoke heavily about God's grace being sufficient, and about mm-hmm. you know that you wake up in the morning, but He has love, His peace, His comfort, His joy, is still the same every day. There's that. Re- refreshment that you can take from it and I think I just found that so powerful when I was speaking to Cheryl on Thursday night that you know there is this element of I'm too broken to go to church you know I'm unfixable and there's never a situation where you're too broken or or, you know come as you are and meet you as you are and I think that's Mm -hmm. just so powerful you know the fact that you got up every day and that you already know that you're not perfect, but you pray that over yourself every day and that yes. God meets you exactly where where you are. And I, just, yes. I think that's so encouraging and, and so powerful. And I think especially when you've went through massive um, things in your life as well, whenever you can yes. get up and, and pray that over yourself, I think that's so encouraging. Yes. Thanks so much for sharing that.
0: I think even when we were talking about going through that period of dealing with when I first came to church as well we did a keys to freedom um, and that that was tough it's not an easy it's not an easy course to do but the feeling of they literally talk about chains being broken is is definitely what happens and you do feel that sense of peace and comfort to be able to let things go because I've carried about for a very long time unhealed hurts through loss or anger because I developed a real anger for people who, who like for, for instance, if I thought about my dad, like at the time, absolutely. My father passed away and it was, it was sad and a, it was a hard time. But then I started to develop an anger of, he did that to himself, like that's his fault. And, and I lost my compassion for people who were going through a difficult time. And similar to that with people who were going through addiction, My sister wasn't addiction she just so happened to be in association with someone whose brother was an addict and and that's and that's what happened and unfortunately that that's the way that the card was dealt but i I built up a really hate a real hatred and i really struggled to relate to people who are in that position but actually since i've came to church and since i've done the keys to freedoms course it's like my heart melted and i became full of God's grace because actually I, I ha- it's my job as a Christian to love everybody regardless of who or what they are um, and so that that again is also a changing point in my life where I, d- I don't feel that way anymore actually I have compassion and I have grace for them and I want to help them whereas before it, I would have been disgusted and, and that's I'm, I'm not I'm ashamed to be able to say that, that that's how I was but that is truly how I was. Um, but that I suppose isn't the case anymore and I think the Keys to Freedom course really helped that, to deal with those kind of unhealed hurts as well We spoke
1: about that, didn't we, about um, (coughs) we speak quite often about getting to the root of a problem and about how um, things that are left to fester are basically festering inside and they're taking away Mm -hmm. stealing your joy almost We spoke about really praying and getting to the root of the problem and and asking for God to transform us, mm-hmm. almost, and to deal with those, those roots and hurts and um, anything that's holding us back, really, yeah. from from fulfilling what God has got planned for our lives. Which um, is just amazing to see the transformation in your life. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to have been a small part of that that journey with you, Cheryl. And um, I just want to thank you this morning for um, being vulnerable. Um, sometimes when we're most vulnerable it's the scariest place in the world to be but um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll have encouraged a lot of people from that small a small segment of your story um, because we don't have enough time to delve right in but thank you so much and I know that God will have used what you've that you've spoken about this morning so Absolutely. Um, let's give Cheryl a huge round of applause <laughs> well done
0: Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen in. We pray this message has been an encouragement wherever it finds you. If you have found it helpful, why not share it with someone or leave a comment? To find out more and stay connected, you can follow us at Scotland through Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Take care and have a great week.